Hey, welcome to the Street Shots Photography Podcast with the Switch to Manual guys. I'm Antonio, and tonight we have not Tom, but we have our our famous, fabulous Canadian cousin, Max Okolsky <laughs> from the uh, Shutter Time Podcast with Sid and Mac. And, oh, I'm uh, blushing now. You're blushing. <laughs> I'm getting goosebumps all over me because I'm talking to the famous <laughs> Mac. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I yeah. think we should stop with the pleasantries. Yes, yes. <laughs> so uh, I asked Mac to sit in for uh, Tom on this 52nd episode, by the way. Wow. That's, that's awesome. You yeah. guys are, are doing good. Thank you. Thank you. We, we did it 50, 51, 52. Yeah, 52 now. So I don't know. 52 is a good number. It's our, we're on our way to 100. Um, I think every episode is closer. Every episode is closer. Yeah. And, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm feeling the, I'm feeling the love from everybody. I got a lot of congratulations and stuff, but so Mac, thanks for, thanks for, uh, sitting in tonight. No, thank you. Thank you. It's, it's an honor always to come over. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if that's going to lose you any. listeners or anything like that but hey i'm i'm here to help if if you feel like i'm I'm here to help i'm here to help all right i mean you know if if i lose listeners i'll just bill you somehow (laughs) (laughs) i'll troll your show or something like that you know everybody everybody if you're listening to this show you've got to listen to um uh shutter time with sid and mac um please they keep me company all the time i love hearing them in my head uh, their discussions are fantastic. I've been on the show a few times. If you're, if you're listening, you've known that I've been on the show and was Tom on our show. Were we, do we have Tom? Yes. yes you, we have Tom you, now, now we have to schedule, uh, another mashup. Yes, we do have that. We have, all right. We had the one mashup. Yes. I can't believe we, we only had one. We need yeah. More. I'm already showing my age. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, but yeah, no, that was a lot of fun. So yes, I am. I'm plugging your show. Um, very much so. I think, uh, I, I really I, enjoy your conversations and, and the subject matter that you guys talk about and it really gets me thinking about stuff. I really appreciate that. Yeah. And we both try. of you, yeah, you and Sid have very sexy voices. Oh, <laughs> I mean, one nine hundred type voices? Uh, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't Google, didn't Google have a one nine hundred service? Do Somebody they? set up a one nine hundred VoIP service. Oh my gosh. But you could sign up for a one nine hundred number. <laughs> I'll have to look into that. I'll look yeah. Into that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to get some voice lessons from you guys too. My, I don't we'll think have my to... voice is so sexy. <laughs> we'll definitely have to talk to Sid. She's got, she's got sexy voice. Yes, very much. <laughs> if she I've got a voice crush on her. It's, it's... Sid, I've got yeah, a voice you crush want, on her. You don't want it on when she, when <laughs> she, she calls it off on the, on the show. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. she can, she can lay it thick. Yeah. All right. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, Anyway, everybody, <laughs> listen to their show too. You listen to us, listen to them. We're 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 cousins separated by a common language. I don't know. <laughs> and the wall hasn't been built yet, but not on the north might. side. Yeah, not on the north. On the north side, side it might be. Really? You know where the terrorists are coming from? They're always oh. coming from the north. Yeah. Actually, I heard a story today on the radio about people having trouble coming on over from Canada. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We're yep. starting to. Starting to label everybody as uh, potential uh, problems, but uh, don't yep. get me started we, on that. You don't want you don't want our beavers. I don't want the beavers. No, you don't want our beavers. They're nasty little buggers. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, 
Gosh. Well, you know, your bears better not cross over from there because now you're gonna have <laughs> now they're allowed to shoot them in while they're hibernating, I hear. Yeah, that's 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 another that's another thing. But yeah, yeah, that's an, let's not talk about that. that's that let's gets, not talk about that. Down. Let's let's get back to your to to your show. Yes. Yeah, so thank you for joining me, Mac. And and the reason why I wanted you to join me because I actually recorded a whole episode and about this um, subject that I'll tell you in a second, and I listened to it and I'm like, you know what? This just sounds like me talking in my head, and I I can't just have this conversation in my head. So I'm glad you're here, so we can. Sort of, you know, I can. Everybody in the audience can share both my knowledge and your knowledge, rather than just hearing it from me. Um, which I was kind of hoping that we would, you know, be able to share a lot with people. But anyway, a week ago, I'm sitting in my uh, studio before I'm shooting my television show, and we have a meeting ahead of time. And a friend of mine, who a coworker, is uh, giving some advice to someone who wants to buy a video camera. And I'm sort of listening to the conversation and. One of the things he says to her is that, well, you need to get a camera with a bigger sensor because the image quality is better. And I sort of stop what I'm doing at the moment. And I turn around and I said, dude, what are you telling me? He's like, no, well, you get a bigger sensor and you're going to have a better image quality. I'm like, I can't believe you're actually saying that. <laughs> I said to him, uh, you're full of, um, you're full of poo <laughs> in a, in a moose more, poop, moose poop. Yeah. In a more direct way and more, um, not safe for work way. Um, and, and, you know, I, I think later on in the day I went on Twitter and I basically said, I have a, I had it up to here. Uh, my, my hand is under my neck with people who are saying that larger sensors were, uh, mean better quality. Um, and then someone retweeted or retweeted and, and came back on Twitter and said, that would be a good episode, you know, a podcast discussion. I thought, yes, it, it will be. I know it's been talked about you know, almost ad nauseum, but I have a feeling that we have to keep talking about it because people are still not quite getting that I don't believe, and it's maybe not even a belief, that it's not true. No, it isn't. No. And, I, and, and, and this time I'll, I'll completely agree with you. Really? So not, not much gonna... of a debate. <laughs> we'll, have to find, we'll have to have something to debate about. We'll, we'll, we'll find something, I'm sure, in, in this discussion. But yeah, go on. Say, say what you're going to say. <laughs> yes. Oh, nice. <laughs> putting me on the spot. Okay. Well, um, well, you know, everybody, you have this marketing scheme of, of the cameras because Nikons and, and Canons and, and now Sony are all making full frame cameras. And they're uh, very full expensive. Frame meaning, full frame meaning that the, the size of the sensor is the actual frame of 35 millimeter film. Right. So we're, we're still comparing our digital cameras back to the film camera days. Well, of course, because we have to, it's, 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 well, I don't know if we have to or not, I don't think, we but have to. it's a, it's a good, um, relationship between the, the, the two realms, mm -hmm. the realm of the old geezers and the realm of the new geezers, <laughs> um, <clears throat> that you have some kind of a correlation between, you know, how big is your sensor? How big and, is your sensor? That sounds very personal. <laughs> well, depending depending <laughs> on what cameras what cameras do you have? Mm -hmm. Because if you have if you just have an iPhone, you have a very very tiny sensor, right? And if you have and, a and you have a camera. full frame or a medium a medium format camera, then you have a bigger sensor, right? And usually those guys have a smaller ego. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, well, I don't know where I was going with this, but um, the everybody on the web. 
uh, especially when you're starting off. So you buy your, your, you get your, your, your first camera and by default, you're going to get a crop sensor camera because these are the most common cameras, the, the, especially when it comes to DSLRs. They're the most common uh, available right now at affordable prices right. because the full frame cameras are bigger. And of course, you know, you get your little kit lens, which is not a good, generally not a good lens. No, it's it's passable. It lets you take a couple of snapshots and that's about it. If you want to get, uh, into, um, a little bit more into photography, you need better lenses. And then, you know, comes with better lenses, you get this. And of course the inevitable question comes back, should I get a full frame camera? And <laughs> well, 90% of answers are going to be yes, because your pictures are going to be better. Right. We have to, we have to ask who is saying that and who has a stake in saying that. I mean, you figure you go to a camera store and they want to make the best sale possible. And I'm, I'm probably overgeneralizing. So please excuse me if you work in camera stores, I don't mean to insult anybody, but you know, a, a full frame camera and a larger camera is going to cost more. Oh, most definitely by margin of at least 10. Right. The most expensive thing in your camera, by the way, is the sensor. So the larger, I mean, just by, you know, by natural, um, uh, you know, manufacturing, if the larger the sensor, the more expensive is, the more expensive the camera is going to be. Right. So you call a medium format camera. And we can talk about what a medium format sensor is. It's a very large sensor. Medium format refers back to the old days with film when you had a camera that was a two and a quarter camera, two and a quarter, meaning two and a quarter inches by two and a quarter inches. People say two and a quarter is sort of a default setting for anything that was, that used that size film. It could be a six by seven centimeter, six by mm-hmm. six centimeter, or uh, was there anything else? It's, six by 4.5 so There's six by nine, there's six, six by, by nine 12. centimeters. Yeah. You know, and, and, and what, what really interesting is that you're going from inches, you're going from centimeters because the 35 millimeter is also in centimeters. So it's in, um, in that measurement, Mm -hmm. the medium format is also in centimeters, but if you go to the large format, you switch to inches, inches, four by five, eight by 10. Yeah. Yeah. The old uh, Ansel (laughs) Adams style cameras. Yeah. Yeah, Eight by 10. It's like, why inches? What happened to the conversion? (laughs) It's like somebody got lost. It's a, ah, screw it. It's six by six. Yeah, Eight well, by ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we live by that still. Um, like you said, we're and still, yeah, it, we're still exactly. referring back to the film days when we refer to these sensors. I'm of the camp where I'm getting kind of tired of it. I mean, I know the 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 sensor sizes referring back to the old days are fine for me, but I'm like already past that, and and I would want to like move on to like whatever the new nomenclature is going to be. But we haven't done that yet. Anyway, that's it. Okay, well, let's explain. Let's explain where are the differences between, let's say, you, you're having your crop sensor camera, and somebody tells you that to get better pictures, you got to move to the uh, full frame, which is the bigger sensor, right? Larger so than what, crop sensor. R- larger than, than 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 your crop sensor. Well, crop sensor meaning that uh, there's two types of crop sensors, as far as I can tell, in DSLR type bodies which is the medium uh, M43, micro four thirds, mm-hmm. which is basically two times smaller 
right it's, than the full frame and remember full frame is the 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 the, the actual frame of the 35 right. millimeter micro four thirds uh, is actually a quarter right it would you could fit four micro four thirds yes. sensors into one full frame sensor that is correct right and then you have the uh, APS C which comes with two flavors of course because Canon has to be different than everybody else <laughs> uh but for most part if you look at any any of the Sony Fuji uh Nikon Nikon um they're 1.5 times the full uh not well reversed so they're 1.5 times smaller than right full frame Nikon calls their I have Nikon cameras uh, and they call that the DX sensor mm -hmm. instead of calling it an APS-C, which is they're roughly the same size, right. I think. You know, and yeah, yeah. no, it is. It's, it's one point five. Canon is one point six, right? Because they had to make it different, and of course, Canon to make it even more complicated, they released their APS-H, which is a one point three. So, ah, so anyway. we have a one point six size sensor, which is most a lot of Canons. We have a mm -hmm. one point five. Which is which Nikon's and Fuji's. Everybody else. Everybody else. Then we have a 1.3, which is also Canon. Yeah, which is only one okay. one type of Canon cameras. Not very not very many of those are still ex still exist. I don't know if Canon still makes them or not. But the difference is okay. <clears throat> now, when it comes to, of course, the sensor size um, depends will have an effect on your lenses or how how you view through your lenses. Okay. Well, right. Right. Because, uh, you're es essentially shooting on a smaller, smaller area. So let's say your field of view. So what you see through a hundred millimeter lens through on a, on a full frame camera, it will be on, uh, you will have to multiply that by the, by the crop by the, factor by the of crop the sensor. Sen crop factor, right. which is 1.5, let's say, or right. 2, depending on the on which micro four-thirds or APS-H, right. APAC. So if you have a 100-millimeter lens on a full-frame mm -hmm. camera, you're going to see what the 100-millimeter uh, lens presents, the full f uh, field of view. If you have That's it right. on a 1.5 crop sensor, That's like an APS-C, you're going to see the field of view of the equivalent of a 150 millimeter lens because 100 times 1.5 is 150. That is correct. Right. And so then on, now, a, on a micro four thirds, we then multiply by two. By two. Right. So now it gets funny because uh, your aperture, although it doesn't change, let's say it's an f2.8 mm -hmm. lens, mm -hmm. uh, your aperture does not change. It does not suddenly allow less light into your right it's the same into lens. your camera right. it's the same lens because physically you can't change it but the actual depth of field that you see through that lens is will have to get multiplied by 1.5 so if you're going from 2. Point, f2.8 you're going to have a lens that's uh the field the depth of field is going to be equivalent to the same lens set at f4 on the full frame camera. So it's a one and a half stop difference. Not stops. Not stops. Um, not stops. Field, uh, the depth of field. Oh, you're going to so have the equivalent you, depth of field. I see. Right. Yes, okay. the equivalent depth of field because. As if your camera was set one and a half stops. Right. Exactly. As if. Okay. I As if. You. Yeah. 
just the depth of field. The light is still the same. The, 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 the light doesn't change. So you have to look at that, that stuff. And sometimes, sometimes let's say if you have a 50, one of those super duper Canon or Nikon lenses that are, you know, super portrait and bocalicious mm-hmm. type lenses, which are like 85 F 1.2 to get the same effect from that lens on the full fr- on, uh, if it's mounted on the full frame on the crop sensor, you would have to have a lens that's uh, 1.2 divided by... <laughs> that's math. 0.8. Oh, jeez. F0.8 to have the same depth of field, you would have to have a 0.8 lens on a crop sensor, which, of course, as we know, nobody makes them. Right. Except for... Uh, like Leica, Leica, yes. And nobody it. can afford those lenses anyway. No, that's a thirteen thousand dollar lens. <laughs> yeah, but this this is all the the physics of it, right? Mm-hmm. And and we gotta we gotta factor. When we talk about lenses. We got about what are what are all the things that are going to affect the quality of a picture, right? So exactly the um, I talked about. I don't know if this really makes any sense, but there's got to be manufacturing quality of the sensor, right? Some mm-hmm. some quality. Some sensors are probably better than other sensors. Well, that and and the firmware in the camera and the computer in the camera the computer that the camera, basically the manufa- writes the pic- right. writes the image right how they process it exactly um, because all the pictures that you're seeing on the back of your camera when you look at the back of it they're actually processed by the camera mm-hmm. right so there's that there's the lens so you talked about before the kit lens which you're not gonna you know you're gonna take a few shots with it and say I'm sick of this I'm gonna throw it out. Yeah, because it's 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 a kit lens. It's, it's just used to so you can so your camera will function. Right. So you can get you started the day that you open the camera from Christmas. You can start yeah. taking pictures. Exactly. Um, and it, ultimately the 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 skill of the the person behind the camera is going to factor into the quality. And that's I think that's the main. You think that's, that's the, the main, main thing. thing. Huh. That I think that's the main thing because I mean look at look at the you have different cameras you have different lenses and you know you can give a person that has no idea what they're doing uh, the 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 big the biggest the most expensive camera in there with the most expensive the most beautiful lens that they have and they'll still take meh pictures. This is why you find so many Hasselblads. And Leicas on sale on eBay because all the dentists and lawyers who bought them, them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because they can't take good know, pictures with them. It's it's because th- those cameras are not easy to take pictures with. No, they require somebody who knows what they're doing. No, yet you can you can turn around and have somebody take a picture with a with an iPhone and be featured in in magazines. You know, taking top spots because the person taking the picture actually took their time and know what they're doing and composed the property and created a beautiful piece of art. So, and we all know that the sensor in an iPhone or an Android phone are teeny tiny. It's less, it's smaller than your, than your pinky fingernail. Yeah. They're actually, the quality is probably pretty good though on those sensors because. Well, yeah, because you have the processing power behind it and then you have the, 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 well, the lenses are not bad. They're not, you know, your kit lenses, but they're not overly bad lenses either. No, and then not. you have the power of, of how many megapixels to put in. So you get the, 
the more details that that you can actually capture inside the inside the uh, picture. Yeah. So let me just mention this. So my first DSLR, I've actually had a lot of digital cameras, but my first DSLR, I think it was one of the first inexpensive, you know, relatively inexpensive cons- prosumer. Maybe it was a pro. I don't know. Um, DSLR bodies that came out from Nikon, a, D, a D100, right? It was mm-hmm. uh, it was an APS-C sensor, so it was a crop sensor, meaning it's smaller than full frame. Uh, it was only six megapixels, meaning when you pulled it into a program, it was 3,000 pixels on the long side and 2,000 pixels on the short side. Mm-hmm. So very, very, not very many pixels in that little teeny tiny sensor. And the picture quality was not all that great, right? Because it was like one of the first cameras to come out. So um, that was, I don't know, 2000. When did I get that? Uh, yeah, but it was like, in, it was 2000. It must've been after 2001. I don't think I had it. Uh, 2001, 2000. I don't know. I'd have to look it up because I got it when it first came out. So Nikon is stuck with that sensor. I've, I, all my cameras are Nikon cameras except for the two Fuji cameras I have. Um, they all actually have the same size sensor. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're talking about a difference to say 10, 15 years. And the quality has, I mean, the quality has increased, right? And we have to say that. Of the quality so. of the sensor has gotten better because the manufacturing has gotten better. So does that mean the, the image quality has gotten better? You think, in general? Well, the, the, the okay. If, if if you just do a uh, one of those test shots of of you know a bunch of bottles and a, and a cross section of something and and just to to prove which sensor is better, of course they got better because okay. the technology gets better. So the 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 manufacturing process of the sensors gets better. The computers inside your cameras gets better. Um, right. And, they've they've figured out a lot more things over the past ten years about how to exactly. capture light better. So and that how the image to control, is control the noise better on the on the on the images. How to create noise that's more dynamic, uh, you know, akin to a little bit of film, mm-hmm. if I may say so. Right. So, and all right. Well, you mentioned noise. Describe to me what you mean by noise. I mean, there are going to be probably some people listening that, that to about you, this. Like when you hear noise, like if you think of that word, it doesn't sound good. You know, shut off that thing. It's too noisy, right? You know, it's like noise does not sound like a good thing. So, you no, know, well, it, it depends. It depends on, on the person. Again, it, it, right. everything in photography depends. Right. But they've, they've <laughs> labeled this. We've labeled this word. We call it noise. I want you to describe a little bit what, what it means. What it means. To me, it means basically the, if you take a picture um, and you set your camera to a high ISO, Mm-hmm. you will have a lot of these specs on your images. A little green. Your images will not be clear. It's right. not going to be clean. You'll see a whole bunch of specs, and that's basically noise. That's coming from the sensor being boosted because it, right now with digital the digital technology, the ISO on the sensor is not does not mean the actual ISO. It's not the, uh, how do you explain this? It's not the, <laughs> getting lost in my own <laughs> Well, you're talking about, so when we set our cameras to shoot in a low light situation, so we go inside of a, 
an auditorium or something like that, and you want to take your ISO and increase it so that the camera will receive more light on the sensor, right? Right. So, so it's, it's, well, to, to make the sensor sort of more sensitive, more sensitive akin to, to light. Again, akin to, akin to film. Yeah, akin to film. In the film days, though, you'd have to buy different films. That's right. Right. So you shoot outdoors. I mean, for anybody who's old enough to remember film, you'd buy a film that was a low ISO, or actually from those older people, they would call it ASA. Yep. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, Shooting outdoors, you would buy a film for outdoors, which had a low ISO. It was less sensitive to light. And you're going to shoot inside, you would buy a film that had a higher ISO that was more sensitive to light. And the ISO on cameras now sort of mimic that, we're going to have to say, right? Because it's not an exact analog. Exactly. It tries to mimic that. And basically, it's it's applied afterwards. It's not applied during. It just... It when you switch your ISO, it it the computers inside basically calculates all your all your uh, uh, all does all your maths and says okay uh, this uh, if I set the sensor to this sensi- sensitivity of eight hundred or thirty two hundred or four uh, sixty four hundred, your shutter is gonna won't have to capture as much light and right. I'll fix it afterwards. Right, right. Like, so the you camera won't get the saying- camera shake. And you'll get a, a fairly decent exposure, right? And so, as we've gone on in time, the 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 sensor and the software together have gotten better, mm-hmm. so that my camera, my D one hundred, if I shot in low light, it, it actually had a very small uh, ISO range. I think it went from one hundred to I'm going to say thirty two hundred. I can't remember. I'd have to pull the camera out, but. Um, that range was very teeny tiny. And if you went to 3200, then the picture that you would get back would have all the speckle shit in it. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, I said <laughs> speckle crap. <laughs> and <laughs> and it would sort of degrade the overall quality of the picture because you were looking through all this, all these speckles to try to see the image. Right, because the, the computer inside the camera basically tried to boost the... Uh, boost the image right uh, with higher uh higher uh, sense light sensitivity but that's that's technology from the from the early 2000s now right and it changes and it changes and changes i mean if you look at if you look at the new nikons uh that are shooting at uh, amazingly they say like three million or four million iso Mm-hmm. right and you see those pictures and they're absolutely unusable because there there is just a bunch of grain noise right. and speckles and moose sprinkles and all <laughs> kinds of stuff but they're 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 seeing more than your eye can see they're actually pulling exactly. more they're, light you can actually shoot in the dark right. where there's absolutely almost no light whatsoever right um and i can bet you that in you know another 10 years you'll be able to shoot that 4 million iso almost shoot in the dark and still be able to come up with a fairly decent decent image well actually my my theory uh, is going to be at some point we're not going to have to worry about ISO at all at all. We won't even have to set it. Mm. it the cameras these days now, a lot of them obviously have this thing called auto ISO, mm-hmm. meaning that you set your camera to auto ISO and you control the aperture and you're controlling the shutter speed and the camera is then controlling the ISO so that you maintain your exposure. Yeah, and so it compensates for your for your... Uh, for your exposure, for your shutter speed, right. and your your aperture, right? So that you uh, you know if you're you're shooting an event, let's say 
and you're outdoors and you're shooting, uh, say the couple, the, 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 the bride and groom are going from the outside to the inside and you're shooting them as you're, and you're following them, your camera, you won't have to actually physically change the ISO. The camera will do it for you as you go from outside to inside. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's a kind of cool thing because it can help a lot in certain situations where you have to be fast and you don't need to deal with, maybe you're not so worried about the camera going to a high ISO and making speckles on the picture. Cause you're really just more needing to get the shot. Um, right. But I think because of this auto ISO and the way the sensors are, are increasing in, in um, sensitivity that I think at some point, why do we even need to have an ISO setting if the camera can just manage it? And let's say what's going to happen is that we get to those high ISOs and there'll be less of those speckles because we've noticed that in the past 10 years, the quality has gotten better. My D100 at 3200 ISO was very speckly. Now mm-hmm. my Fuji camera at 3200 ISO is barely speckly, right? So if we just take that, you know, and use Moore's law, for instance, say, you know, the sensors are going to increase, get quality every, what is it, 18 months, you know, if that actually mm-hmm. works out. At some point in the not too distant future, we're not going to have noise at all. Maybe. 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 It, it's, it's, it's all, you know, maths and computers at this, at this point in, 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 point in time. Um, but one thing, one thing we have to say about the, the, the myth, uh, at this point where everybody was saying that if you get a full frame sensor, it's going to be better in low light because the, because the sensor is the, the area of the sensor is bigger. Mm-hmm. So you can put, uh, the photo cells that are on the sensor are bigger because of the area that they need to cover. And they can so they capture more light. light. So you think of the, right? yeah, I so guess you, you don't get, get that. So you don't get that speckling anymore. Right. So you can think of, I'd much. like to think of the sensor, the photocells as buckets and they can capture more light. They, they can hold more in there. Mm-hmm. And because of that, then you are not going to have as much noise. Noise. And, you know, going back to the, uh, crop sensor, then definitely you, you, uh, physically, you're getting more noise because they're smaller. But because the photocells are smaller, so they 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 have to be more sensitive. So again, increase your ISO to compensate to get that light mm-hmm. into the camera, and thus creating a little bit more speckling. Right. But on the other hand, you've got the computers going in there. Eh, you got too much too much speckling. I'm gonna fix it for you. So the camera's computers got, you, are getting rid of that or helping. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's why that's why Fuji, that's why Fuji at those high ISOs, even though it's a very it's a crop sensor, it's not a full frame sensor, beat out, I think, a lot of the uh cameras out there. But again, this is all technical. <laughs> it is technical. I mean it's right? it's all technical. Because yeah. I think essentially at the end of the day, it's it all comes down to the person that holds the camera, that focuses, that points the, at the proper direct in the proper direction, and takes that beautiful photo. That's where it comes down to. Right. the The other thing I like to add is that we use this dirty word. I like to say noise, and we all get kind of, oh, you don't want noise in your picture. You don't want noise in your picture. I don't know whoever mm-hmm. said that. Did not shoot A in the film days when we shot black and white film, especially <laughs> Tri-X film, which was only ISO 400. Yep. But it had a very 
what we called back then grain, which is essentially um, chemical noise. It's the little, mm-hmm. the little silver grains that were sensitive to light. And depending on how you process that film, you could use different um, developers. You can either get more or less grain, but it added to the overall aesthetic of the print. And so it, it, back then in the film days, we didn't consider them noise. We considered it some way to uh, help. Accentuate the, the art of the picture. Right, and, and, and express what you're trying to say. Also, you know, for instance, photojournalists wouldn't care. They would take the picture, and they had a picture of, you know, uh, you know uh, unfortunately I'm thinking in my head, <laughs> the picture of Robert Kennedy in the, in, the, uh, you know, in the hotel after he was shot. It was mm-hmm. low, low light, and I am sure whoever was shooting that, I can't remember the guy's name who shot it, uh, it, it, it didn't matter that it was grainy. It was a newsworthy picture, and you, you no longer saw the, the grain in the picture. That didn't matter. You saw the subject. Yeah, you matter. saw the actual image. Right. So, you know, if, if we all hang on to this idea that, it's, that we call noise is a bad thing, then people are going to go out in, in the world and they're going to want to buy a camera that's going to cost way too much money and they're going to be told that, well, you can't have noise in your picture because it's a bad thing. And, and both mm-hmm. of those things are both bull. I agree. And it's funny because there's a lot of photographers that actually, after they, they uh, process their image in whatever software that they're using, uh, a lot of times actually add artificial noise <laughs> really? into the image. Ah. To make it look, you know, to pretend that uh, that uh, it is film or it's sort of film like, film like, you know, yeah. What you never added artificial well, actually, noise? Uh, yeah, I, I, I have, but it, it's ah. come up. But wait, no, hang on. <laughs> it's come <laughs> up uh, when I was doing a lot of retouching, so Photoshop retouching. Um, usually my last thing that I would do when I was finishing up the picture was I would add a layer of noise to the whole picture because it would help to, I guess I cover up, but solidify the picture. Because when you do retouching, sometimes parts don't look like they were part of the original shot in the sense that you might've copied them from another picture right? or you might've smoothed them out a little bit, you know? And when you add this layer of they called it noise or grain, digital grain, it would pull the picture together. It would make it look like it was one. So that's kind of the time when I would add noise. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes I've done it on my iPhone recently because the iPhone can can uh, smooth out the picture a little too much and look like plastic. And so yep. I will also then add the noise to, again, solidify the picture and make it look, I guess, more organic would be the word I would say. I mean, to me, noise is an organic so yeah, so so we're basically harking back to to the film days because, like I said, there's uh, I know people who are adding, uh, you know, it could be their their style, uh, their editing style of of the images that they they make them look like or they try to uh, make them look like old film. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- there's been a there's been a trend for for a long time, and I'm I'm actually guilty of it guilty of it. Oh, really? By adding, but yeah, by making pictures look a little bit more like uh, old film by first of all coloring mm-hmm. um, and adding a little bit of, of of digital grain into into the image and there's there's always been presets that would say that you know all oh, my grain is a little bit better than yours uh, mine is more <laughs> dynamic than yours and, and vice versa so <clears throat> depending are you, are you... Which, which 
preset you got for Lightroom. <laughs> yeah, are you, you really got... doing it to make it look like film, or are you doing it because it it by adding by having this noise or grain in your picture, it makes you feel something like because just yeah, adding see, it back it, to film is like so what? I mean, exactly. Okay. It it no, I think it it harks back to the nostalgia days of of looking at the pictures from your from your childhood or from your uh, you know nostalgia way of looking at the images that that you've seen in uh, in magazines mm-hmm. in in newspapers they were all noisy and and they're always grainy mm. right and this way sort of without actually physically shooting film it gives you back that nostalgia a little bit of that nostalgia I'm not sure exactly what but I think <laughs> that's that's what it is just to make it more look I don't know authentic mm. If anything, wow, but like, then again, to me, it's just like, why don't you just shoot film? <laughs> why don't you just? You'll shoot have film? it there anyway. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about that in a second. But um, one of the things I was going to mention is that when you watch a movie in the theater, um, when you have a frame that's still, right? So there's a scene and there's nothing moving in it. The thing that you'll see moving is the grain mm-hmm. uh, in the frame. So you know somehow um, psychologically that that time is like something is happening even though there's Mm -hmm. nothing moving in the picture it's static the grain of the film that it was shot on and most films these days are shot digitally so they add this noise usually at the end but it it it, it's random the noise is random and it moves a little bit and your eye sort of picks up on that and you realize that um something's going on uh anyway i don't know that doesn't quite fit in here but i was thinking that I'm still trying to figure out why we want to add this grain. Why do we want to do, you know, kind of in a way yeah. degrade the picture by yeah, adding exactly. this noise? Because, because, because I don't know, maybe because the, the pictures that are coming out of, out of digital cameras are, are just a little bit too perfect. A little too, too perfect. Yeah. I would agree and, with that. And yeah. we want to make them a little bit more genuine, 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 mm-hmm. genuine, genuine, <laughs> Gen, <laughs> genuflex. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny, <laughs> Jenny. <laughs> yeah, um, I I think having a little bit of the, those flaws actually make the picture feel more real or something. I don't know. It's not the right yeah, word. Yeah, it's, it's 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 hard to. I, I I haven't figured that out yet. Well, it's an intangible that we that that we like that that much mm-hmm. we know. We may not know what it is, but we know we like it more. When you see a picture that's had too much noise reduction added, and that. That is for those who don't know, those cameras can actually reduce the noise um, mm-hmm. when you shoot it. It will actually go through the picture and somehow calculate how to remove it. And when you look at a picture, especially with people in it, there's something that looks very plasticky and, and it kind of removes some of the details. And, and you look at the picture and something about it looks off. Yeah. You know, so, so yeah, we do the, talk about this. that. That happens a lot in, in, in portraiture and, and editing. Mm-hmm. Um, because people will try to smooth things out to make it nice and perfect. Right. Absolutely tack sharp. Oh, okay, I hate that expression. <laughs> and, and, and absolutely perfect for magazine. And they will, will try as hard as they can to remove the noise. And by, by, unfortunately, by removing the noise, you're removing pixels out of your image. Right. You're taking away so, data. Yeah. Exactly. You're taking away data and everything turns into this plastic mess. Mm-hmm. That just looks absolutely horrible. So maybe I, I really don't know why we would add noise unless you're shooting film. Yeah, but I don't know. essentially, I think I think you know the, the this whole discussion about sensor size and 
full frame sensor, full frame cameras, full frame sensors being better, uh, get, giving you a much better quality. Um, I think it's right now at this stage in, in time, at this stage in technology, I think it's moot. It is. I agree. We're done with that. I agree. Um, even, even if we're talking about medium formats and, uh, I mean, you, we can go into medium formats, but essentially it's, it's a moot, it's a moot question at mm -hmm. the moment. I agree. I mean, I've had some of my, um, APS-C imagery blown up very large, um, and never lost quality. I mean, not to the size of a billboard, but, um, large enough that I, you would have to, you'd look at it and you couldn't tell what kind of sensor it came from. Mm -hmm. Um, and, but again, you have to, you have to look at it this way. If you're printing the, 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 the size of the print also depends on the point of view of the viewer. Yeah. How far so are you going away? Right. Exactly. The bigger the print, the far, far away you're going to be. Right. So uh, essentially, I mean, I have a, a, a print done 36 by 36 by 24. Mm. It's a poster shot from a four megapixel old Canon camera. Four megapixels. Whoa. Four megapixel. The first digital 1D. I, I found it online that I bought Really? It wow. Just for, actually, no, my cousin from Australia sent it to me. Wow. Um, those are four, four megapixels. Those, those are really good four megapixels, though. It I mean, printed 36 by 24. Right. And if you actually get close to the image, there's no pixels. There's no pixelation done on the, on the image. None. Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah. it, it's right now it's, if somebody tells you, you have to buy a full frame camera to make your pictures look better, tell him to go jump off a cliff. <laughs> you know, basically because he's bullshit. It is a lot of bullshit. Oh, yeah. Sorry. You know, it's okay. Moose, we get moose, <laughs> moose pooping you. Moose poop. <laughs> Um, I, I did want to mention when I, when I had this discussion with my, when I heard him telling this person, they have to have a bigger sensor for better quality. Two days later, Petapixel had an article from this photographer. What's his name? Chris Cordino, who's a New Yorker as well. He's a photo instructor. And the headline grabbed me because it says the battle is over. My micro four thirds camera outsold my full frame DSLR. And he goes into the article in his discussion in the article. He says that basically some that he's basically making more money. He shoots stock photography, and he's mm -hmm. making more money with his smaller what is it an Olympus OMD camera, yeah, which is a Micro Four Thirds. Micro Four Thirds camera is teeny, as as we said, a quarter so the size of the the full frame. Full frame. Yep. Uh, and and he's making more money from that than he is with his Canon. So it sounds like he sold all his Canon gear. He loves his Canon gear. He was loyal to it. Um, but basically decided to give all that stuff up because the smaller camera is smaller. He can carry a lot more stuff. Um, it, there's a lot of, there's a few other advantages. I, I'll link up the article in, in the show notes so you can read it. I won't, I won't read the whole thing, but, um, I, I thought that was really, really interesting. I mean, the guy's making his living, you know, shooting with these full frame cameras and then decides I'm going to shoot with the micro four thirds and, uh, it's just ends up being better for him. Um, and you know, you can go to see some of his pictures. The picture quality is really, really good. I mean, I, here I am saying picture quality. The pictures are great, you know, mm -hmm. and there's no, 
there's no way I can look at these and say they were shot with a small sensor or a big sensor. The, pho- the photography is really nice. Um, the guy knows what he's doing. He knows how to shoot pictures. And yeah, the moron behind the camera, you know, counts. You know, of course. Who's looking all the time? Who, yeah, who's looking through the uh, through the lens? So, it. Uh, I should send this article to my friends. Say, hey, take a look at this. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yep. Uh, Essentially, it's it's the the image that matters. It's you can't tell if you look at the images that are online. If you go through you know Flickr or five hundred px, you won't be able to tell which picture has been taken with a crop sensor or a full frame sensor. There's no way. There is no way you can tell. No, there is absolutely no way you can tell. No, no, I, I so. It, 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 again, it's it's a moot point because you're spending, you know, three, four times, five times, sometimes more for a full frame camera. Mm-hmm. That essentially the only thing that is going to give you is better bokeh with your existing lenses, and that's about it. I I've always had the the um, Nikon DX uh, APS-C size sensor because that was the first camera to come out. Um, what that that was the smaller sensor. Obviously, it was you know less expensive than there weren't actually full there weren't any full frame cameras when I bought mine. Um, it was only relatively recently that Nikon uh, came out with a full frame sensor. In fact, Nikon was APS-C for the longest time, and they they bowed under some pressure. I don't know what the pressure was to come out with a full frame. I guess they have to compete with Canon in some respect, so they came well, of out. Of course, with this, I mean, yeah, yeah. But I could never afford them. Of course, the camera, you know, the full frame cameras are much more expensive. Mm-hmm. And so every camera that I bought, even their, actually one of their top of the line, one of their first top of the line cameras that came out was still an APS-C sensor. It was 12.1 megapixels. It was the Nikon D2X. It was a $5,000 camera, which was amazingly, you know, Ouch. I don't know where I came up with the money to buy that, but <laughs> <laughs> I did. And it was the first camera that I could actually used to submit to my stock agency because it created a what was it it was 12.1 megapixels so it created a 36 megabyte file when i loaded Mm -hmm. it up into photoshop and my stock agency required 50 megabyte files and so i was able to what's called upsample the image from 35 36 megapixels 36 megabytes excuse me the 50 megabytes very easily in photoshop and the quality stayed fine when i did that and so that was the first professional camera I had, but it was still that small sensor. And then and you were still shooting for stock. I was still shooting for stock. And then I, I think only recent, relatively recently, I bought a 16 megapixel Nikon camera. It was the D7000. That was my first 16 megapixel camera ever. And that was the lower end. That wasn't even a professional end. And those pictures were, you know, were even. Uh, I didn't have to enlarge them as much for stock because they were a little bit bigger than my D2X, but I was, I've been doing fine with that. And now I'm Mm -hmm. mostly Fuji. uh, And I think, I don't know if I said this on air or not like, but I think I'm actually going to be switching my whole system to Fuji. Um, Oh, I'm a Nikon guy since I've been 12 years old. (laughs) And I think I'm going to be switching to Fuji just because I like what they're doing with the pictures inside the camera. So mm-hmm. I might keep my Nikon lenses and adapt them to my Fuji cameras because I think the Nikon lenses are really good. But my, I don't think I'll be buying any more Nikon bodies 
uh, in the future. And I love Nikon, but I just think Fuji is really, Fuji is connected with me in a way that um, I probably mentioned a million times, but you know, there's nothing wrong with Nikon. But, um, but those are APS-C sensors, and it doesn't sound exactly. like, yeah, it doesn't sound like Fuji is really planning to ever come out with a full frame, although they just came out with this medium format camera, which you said you might be able to see at some point in the near future. Uh, I'm hoping to, to, be, to be able to touch it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's going to? Who? Uh, you know, uh, again, but, but you're looking at a, at a camera that's body only. It's six or $7,000. Right, right. Just for the camera. And then you have to add lenses. And uh, no, it's, it's not for me. If, if I want, and again, we're talking sensor sizes. We're talking medium format. Right. And it's really, one could actually say that's a very, 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 very tiny medium format. Yeah. Well, because go ahead. the word medium format, right? It comes from, from anything bigger than, than 35 millimeter. Right. So, yes, it is bigger, but it's smaller than your smallest medium film, film, film medium film format. Media. And I want to get yeah. into film in a second, but one, let me just get one last thing about sensors. Let me, let's flip mm -hmm. this around for a second. All right. Why would I need a larger sensor? Because they're there. There are all these cameras with larger sensors. So there is a need for them. So let's forget for a second the, you know, the quality um, <clears throat> discussion. What reason would you see for possibly getting a medium format Fuji camera or a full frame Canon camera? What, why would you do that? The only, the, okay, the only... <clears throat> The only difference for me, because I like shooting open, and this is this is just my 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 opinion. Mm -hmm. um, it gives me much shallower depth of field mm -hmm. on a full frame camera mm -hmm. than it does on a crop sensor camera. So and that is the only reason. It'd be a, for me. it was a styling thing. It's a way you want yes. something to look. Exactly. And you don't want to do that in post processing. I can guarantee you. You want to actually no, shoot. because you will never you will You'll never, never get, get it the 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 way the 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 lens the physics of the lens right uh, do it the optics. So so there is that's there is, the only reason. Yeah. Okay. And I can't come right up with now, a reason. By the way, so I'm no? just asking you. But well, I mean, the thing is, though, all, all you really need is fast lenses for Fuji, and Fuji has really fast lenses with really small apertures mm -hmm. that will give you the same depth of field look as if you were shooting on the full frame. Mm -hmm. right. So they got f1.4, they got f1.2, which is actually reason, more reasonably priced than the, uh, the big, dump, big uh, company equivalents. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so I have, that, I have that lens, and it's absolutely stunning. The 56 1.2 is just gorgeous. Okay. I love the the the, the out of the, the out of focus areas in that right. uh, on that camera. So if you can and get but the, if you can get that in a Fuji camera now, why would you want to so why would you want a medium format? Exactly. <laughs> ah. So there's so, so so there's well, why would I want a medium format? Uh-huh. Because medium format gives you even better <laughs> bocaliciousness. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know, I, but I was again on on the medium format. The lenses are not as fast. Yeah, you don't get one point twos, and you probably have less format. choice of lenses too. Less. Yes, you have a lot more, a lot less right. choice of lenses. Right. Um. So that's the that's the only reason I would go with right. medium format. I mean, there aren't because of that. 
I mean, there are people who buy, you know, there are professional photographers who buy these big cameras. Whatever reason, they want to look, I mean, they want to look like, you know, uh, a professional photographer. You're in a studio environment. Um, I, you know, again, it's hard to today make up a, a reason why you might need this expensive camera. Um, well, the other, the other, the other reason for that is that most of the full frame cameras right now are fairly high megapixel count. Mm -hmm. So if you look at the 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 latest uh, Canon, uh, it's five, it's fifty megapixels. Mm -hmm. The Nikon D eight hundred or D eight ten, that's thirty six, I think. So yeah, you've yeah. got a lot of a lot of pixels to play with. So you can crop that picture. So you can actually make it, uh, you know crop outside of the of the actual frame and not lose a lot of data so you don't have to and still end up with a with a decent well, decent oh, uh, so sharp that's order. an advantage too so if you have a that's if, the advantage if you have a not necessarily have a larger sensor if you have a sensor no. with more megapixels yes then you can have all these options for mm -hmm. going deeper into a shot cropping it or whatever yes. you want to do but that doesn't that doesn't necessarily mean you have to have a full frame sensor no it doesn't because there's there's uh um i mean fuji is fuji's aps-c sensor is 24 megapixels already mm -hmm. uh there's uh, i think canon has a two so almost i think 30 megapixels aps-c sensor if i'm not mistaken mm -hmm. i could be but the the megapixels are growing right the, the technology is growing so essentially um if you're after the, the, the out-of-focus areas and the shallow depth of field, if that's important to you and that's very important to you, then definitely consider a full-frame camera. Not necessarily a new, a used one. Mm -hmm. But yeah. other than that, I would spend the money on getting better lenses. Lenses, yes. yeah. Because essentially that's what basically transfers the image onto the sensor. Is the lens so if the lens is moose crap? <laughs> yes, no. I, it's that's what you're gonna get on your on your sensor. I I tell my students when they come to class, I said you're gonna spend money, spend it on the lenses because over time you're gonna be changing out the camera body that you own, but the lens mm -hmm. will stay the same. Like the, the right. I've got lenses. Not all my lenses from the film days worked on the digital cameras, but Nikon made such good lenses that some of my lenses works so well on the digital cameras that I have now. They're sharp and 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 beautiful. And I bought those lenses 20, 30 years ago. And so the investment I made in those lenses have carried over. Yes, so and they will. They and will. They will continue. Yeah. So I, that's what I suggest too. So you're going to spend your money, maybe not spend it on huge sensor cameras, spend it on a decent, you know, mid-sized sensor camera, APS-C or whatever, but spend more of your money on a really, really good lens. Exactly. And that's where you're going right. to transfer the quality. That's where the better quality will come from your sensor. <laughs> and, and, and then take one of my classes. <laughs> take, listen exactly. to podcasts and learn how to take better pictures. Put the camera on a tripod when you're shooting sometimes. I don't know. There's all these ways that you can take a better picture. And Exactly. That's 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 perfectly put. It, it it essentially when it comes down to the camera it does not matter. Right. Well, at the end of the day. At the end of the day. And I was going to say, you know, um and slowing down a little bit, you know, helps um with quality. I mean, 
it's good to take tons and tons of pictures, but slow down and think of the shot that you're going to take, you know, really put some effort into it and and it will translate into um, a better picture. But going switching now, I think we got the sensor thing covered. Yeah, but I wanted to talk about. I think so, and we're we're, we're I don't know how, how much you're doing for time because your your show is is uh, usually an hour, and I don't really want to drag it out. If if, if you okay, don't yeah. To, well, I, I right? wanted to I wanted to touch about this, but you're right. We're at about an hour, and I was going to say slowing down. Maybe we'll leave this for another time because I want to talk to you about um getting into film. Oh. But but why don't we why don't we put that onto a onto another day? Because one of the things I want to do, and I'll just, you know, we'll bookmark this. Let's put, let's put this as a bookmark. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've got all these film cameras sitting up here and I was talking to you before the show about, you know, kind of being in a rut a little bit and thinking film might be a way to sort of re revitalize. And you told me that you were getting into film. Yeah. I decided uh, to do one year with film only. One year with film. Really? You actually said one year. Yes, so I'm putting, well, depending on how how the year goes. But so far, the Fujis are, are stay, sitting in the bag, uh, so they're not collecting dust. And um, I got myself a little Olympus, 35 mm-hmm. millimeter, and I'm just scouring places to find cheap film. <laughs> <laughs> because in Canada, it's not it's not that, that uh, easy. Yeah. I mean, uh-huh. for you, it's easy because you just hop shop to the uh, B&H and... Buy yourself film, which is absolutely cheap at uh, at B and H. Unfortunately, yeah. with our exchange rate and it's shipping so cheap, and customs yeah. and walls and you know beavers that you have to go through, <laughs> it, 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 it gets expensive. Yeah, the evil beavers get really expensive. Did you make this as a like a New Year's resolution? What what part of the year are you into now in terms of? No, it's it's it was one of those things I always wanted to try. Mm-hmm. Um, I always poo pooed the thirty five millimeter. I always wanted to shoot medium format, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, because medium format and digital is very expensive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I went into the film medium format, and then. It just progressed from there. I, I figured that, you know, I needed something different. I don't know. I, don't, I, I, I was getting bored or I, I actually, you know, the funny thing is a friend of mine asked me, why are you doing film? Why are you killing yourself with this? Because it's extra costs, extra, you have to be more careful. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's very switch to manual type of thing. <laughs> Thank you for that plug. And <laughs> I had no answer. No, maybe the only answer I, the only answer I I have is because I want to. Yeah, and that's it. I I, I don't know. Maybe I want to force myself to because it slows you down. Oh, absolutely. I mean, by completely of- <laughs> slows you down because it it depends on first of all. It not only depends on on your on your manual settings on the camera. Uh, you have to figure out which film and how film uh, behaves mm-hmm. because certain films behave differently. Um, I was shooting with the cheapest film I could find here, which is some kind of derivative uh, called Aqua Vista. Aqua Vista. Uh, hmm. Aqua Vista. I mean, Aqua was a very famous film company. I love their out, film, yeah. Out of Germany, right? Yeah, yeah. A long time ago. And so this Aqua Vista 400 and 200 is the cheapest film I can get here. But one thing after shooting the first roll, I've noticed that I have to overexpose the film a little bit 
a couple of stops up because if I don't, first of all, you lose your shadows. Mm -hmm. And as we know with film, you lose your shadows. That's it. That's it. Forget it. There's no coming back with highlights. It's okay. But if you underexpose that particular film, the results are absolutely atrocious. We're talking, you know, we're talking about noise that, you know, people don't like noise. It's, it's the enemy. The grain on that film is. Is definitely the enemy. Really? It's beyond horrible. Oh, really? You look at it, it's like, who spot on my film? (laughs) It's not even a nice raspberry when they were developing or something. It just looks horrible. So. I really don't know why I want to shoot film, but that's. Well, you don't need to know why, but when did, when did you start the year? Uh, I would say February, I think. Okay. Uh, All right. No, January. Gen- last oh. January because we last, took our- Last January or this? Oh, no, this January. Sorry. 2017. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's no, felt like January, a year already. <laughs> we went to a mountain trip and I wanted to try out my, 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 uh, poor skills of shooting with, with a completely manual film camera. Mm-hmm. So I did take my, my digital cameras with me, but I also took my film mm-hmm. and I was quite surprised that it wasn't, didn't come out too badly. Oh, really? And it just continued. It's just like, mm, maybe I could shoot something interesting with film because I don't know, I, because I want to. Because dot, know. dot, dot, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. Leave that, leave that for, well. Exactly. Uh, why don't we. Uh, I will come back to you like in a month or two. And we'll sure. connect, and we'll uh, see if I'm if I'm still shooting. See how you're doing in film. Yeah, maybe between now and then, I'll I'll fire up my film camera and uh, we'll you see should. what happens. I I probably should, but I would like to talk about it with you here, um, as well because it'd be nice to 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 you know share that kind of experience with you know, talk about switch, switch to manual <laughs> exactly it's it is switch to manual you don't get so. any more manual than no nope. generally shooting film no not at all so all right well gosh wow well we went over the hour <laughs> we went over an hour well we're just at an hour ish yes. so so that's fine i think people can handle us talking for an hour i know <laughs> i can if you can't then don't listen to <laughs> <laughs> but then it's too late. You've already listened to the hour. Yeah, now you've already me. listened to this. So that, yeah, yeah. That should have been at the beginning. <laughs> oh, Mac. Uh, yeah, thanks for thanks for coming on. Uh, it's my pleasure. It was great. It's always my pleasure. I'm, I'm so glad. Yeah, I'm so glad I know you through. Uh, I, I just, I mean, this is going to sound like I'm gushing, but I'm, I feel really honored and privileged to 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 know you, especially having uh, you discovered us through our podcast so i find that uh, and it's a it's the same it's a it's the same same mutual yeah mutual feelings on this side thank you yeah and it's a it's an honor so anyway where so you got to tell everybody uh where we can find you uh the easiest place that you can find me well you always find you will always find my wife as well because she, we're part of this this photography thing, Yamajiki. That's really awesome. Um, That's a great thing. Yeah. We are uh, mixmedia.photography. So it's M I K S media.photography. Oh, I see what you've and done. <laughs> yeah, well, the M I K S is actually, it's, it's, it's a long story. I'll tell you later okay. what it is, what it stands for. 
Um, so yeah, that's the easiest way to find us, and that's where you know you can find us at Bookface, mm-hmm. uh, same same place. Mix Media Photography, uh, Twitter Mix Media. Actually, my wife runs the Mix Media Photo Twitter account. I run my own. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, that's it. and of course, uh, uh, Shutter Time with Sid and Mac That's uh, that's the podcast. So if you want to gander and and listen to her. Yap for hours. <laughs> I listen to you guys yap for to. hours. I love having you guys in my head. This was very strange, but what the hell? But yeah. <laughs> well, Mac, thanks. I really appreciate you coming in tonight and spending the time. It's, uh, again, uh, it's my pleasure. Wonderful. All right. We shall do it again. We will. All right. And hey, you know, you can find us at switchtomanual.com, obviously. And on Twitter, we're switch the number two manual, so switch to manual. And if you're on Twitter, you might as well follow me at AM Rosario and follow Tom at Witness Photog. And we'll see if we can get Tom around <laughs> to, to do his podcast the next month or two. Uh, we're loving Facebook, so hang out with us on Facebook. Um, for those of you who have an uh, iOS device or uh, Android uh, tablet, we're on an app called Flipboard, which is a great way for us to curate. Uh, magazine stories so you need to go to flipboard.com slash at am rosario because we don't have a switch to manual account there and you'll find the switch to manual magazine there so subscribe to us there if you're on itunes please 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 give us reviews and ratings uh and feedback that way we can get uh more popular we'd love that uh we also offer portfolio reviews on our website so it's another great great way to support the uh, switch to manual site you send us your pictures, and we give you uh, personalized feedback on those pictures. So you can check us out on our website uh, and look for our portfolio reviews. Um, also, if you'd like to support the show, we've got a couple of PayPal buttons where you can send us some chump change and help uh, support us as well. And at some point in the near future, and I've said this a bazillion times, but I want to get prints being sold on our site. It'd be a great way to you know, buy some of our pictures and support Switch to Manual sites. So... Other than that, uh, I want to say goodbye to Mac, and I'm saying goodbye to you. And hopefully next month, we'll uh, next episode we'll have uh, Tom on. We'll see how that works out. So I will say see you later and adios. Bye bye. <laughs>